Welcome, Double Bill fans and hate listeners. This is Joshua Humphrey, and I have special news. On August 28th and 29th, the Phoenix Theater in Minneapolis, Minnesota will be hosting the Noise Picnic Podcast Festival. If physical calendars are your thing, weird, mark it down. Or put an electronic planner of some sort, fully informing our data overlords of where you'll be at a given time and date. Up to you. Hope to see you there, and enjoy the episode. Double Bill, Double Bill, comparing culture, it's Double Bill, putting two things together, it's Double Bill, it's Double Bill. And welcome to Double Bill Nuggets, I guess. Do we even have a different title for this part? No, I don't think so. Right. It's a nugget anyway. It's a Double Bill Nugget. I am Brian Jin Watson-Jones. I'm just Joshua Humphrey. I'm not going to bother. Uh, I'm Mikey Snoop Postle. Neat. Really hoping you guys would be ant juice, but I guess we that's what happens when you don't rehearse. So, um, <laughs> what we need to do now is have a cover of the theme song wrapped. We just need an audio file that's compressed so that it sounds like she's playing it really fast. Or or we get, um, who are those two guys? The Abbott and Costello. No, no, Zach Coulter. Who's the other guy? Um, shit. Richard Nixon. No, no, no. They do, they do like the, they do like, they're like a local comedian rap duo. Uh, anyway, so we need to get a rap. Thanks for narrowing it down. Hey, no fucking, that's my, my Joseph Heller. What do you (sighs) That's an exasperated side, that means. I'm exasperated. Okay, so Ryan should tell us what we're doing. What are we doing? So, hey, uh, I hosted. This is mine. Um, We are doing two songs, again, because this format lends itself to songs and covers, I guess, and I'm obsessed with them, so here we are. Um, It is the original Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg, who is now Snoop Lion, but at the time was a dog, and the cover by The Gourds, which is a country-western band, which is apparently active for almost 20 years. I didn't know that till you pulled up the Wikipedia page. Founded in 1994, and they uh, disbanded on a hiatus as of 2013. Oh, really? Yeah. Did they say why? I uh, did not do that much research. No reason stipulated? Just tired. Just, Just tired. tired? Oh, so tired. Well, I guess they get... They get Banjo injuries. They get they get bugged quite a bit, apparently, to do that cover. That's like the... Oh, that's so the gin and juice? Yeah. So you can imagine being like a legitimate, like, I want to be a bluegrass country-western band. You know, playing this kind of fast, fun stuff. And then the one thing you're known for mm. is a cover of, you know, a, a rap, uh, you know, RB stylist. Yeah, I feel like um, Gypsy Kings are like that with Hotel California. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would say, though. Yeah. But, you know, the mainstream like breakthrough hit ends up being the only thing people care about. Well, and that's, that, that's you know, the Gautier syndrome, you know, where people go to their concert and, like, uh, sing somebody I used to know, and then they leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking... Gautier does that? They just leave because oh, yeah. they want to play yeah. their big, huge hit? I don't know anything else in that man's canon. It's shit. No, Nothing I guess else. I don't. No. Um, all right, so... Just I, that song repeated ad nauseum and then oh, through the filter of various cult, pop culture. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's pentatonic, pentatonics do that. So, but getting back. So anyway, yeah, it's it's hip hop re- reimagined as country western. I I have a long standing belief that those two genres are very close to each other. They're just a coincidence of environment away from being the same thing. And I chose to examine this in song because I make good sociological decisions. Thoughts? I agree wholeheartedly. Hurrah. Great. Next time on Double Bill. Uh, uh, I, I do. I do. I listened to Gin and Juice from Snoop Dogg. Uh, little known artist, Snoop Dogg. And then seems like a nice you turned around and played the Gords, and I was like, oh yeah, that seems like the same. If I'd listened to the Gords first, I would not recognize this as a rap and or R&B song. Yes. And I, I, I 
club ratted around the time when that song was super popular, you know, and I, I'm fairly familiar with the... Oh, your neural pathways are laid down to totally. juice. Yeah, totally. Snoop Dogg's version. So, yeah, they so, like, late 80s, early set 90s. Set the format for your life, that's Oh, cool. yeah, yeah, and I love, and I love the genre of music, and I'm not, I mean, I'm, I, I can appreciate certain forms of, of country and country-western music, uh, old-timey, and I appreciate the, the framework that they laid down, but I was, like, I, and I apologize if I seem, like, Taken aback even momentarily because when Josh yeah, did that, I was like, like "Say what?" No, it was just like I, I when he was like this, I'm like, "Yeah, but it's a cover, it's still a cover, you yeah. know." But honestly, the the original Gin and Juice—it's a cover, Josh. Come on, Jay Hosh. But you know, it's Gin and Juice is near and dear to my heart, more right. or less. You know, yeah. I mean, you seemed more than than Josh's unfamiliarity with it. You seemed. Offended by the the cover, briefly, but just you know, a, just enough yeah, to be like, are we done with it? It's five minutes long. It's like I get it, you know. It's yeah. like okay, we've got you know more banjo, more banjo, mm-hmm. more banjo, and banjo. And maybe it's just like my displacement from both of those genres of music. Like you know what? I grew up on country music. I shouldn't knock it too much. My mother loves country music. I listened to plenty of country music growing up. Not same, as much hip hop and or. Like, uh, yeah, there, were, there weren't a lot of hip-hop and R&B stations no. in rural Virginia where no. I grew up. So Me yeah. either. So, like, I actually, and I think actually living in Okinawa for a long time actually predisposed me to country music because, I don't know if you know Okinawa music at all, probably not. It's very twangy, like, in terms of it has a very country feel to it. It's, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Uh, and when I came back here, I was like, oh, country music music is very much like this. It has, it's, it keys into, like, kind of the rural attitude, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, let's go to the bar and dance, let's go to, let's drink and let's fall in love, etc. like that. And then also remembering the past and to a certain extent, which I think country music is always, like, really centered on the past. Oh, God. To a oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And to, to both good and ill effect, I yeah. think. Whereas I don't know if like hip hop has that same sort of thing. There's definitely historical basis in a lot of hip hop, I mean, but I don't know enough to speak to it. Hip hop, I, I feel like, is more of the the past happened and it was shit, and, and now, now, now we're going to be badasses in despite of it. Whereas country western is more definitely more of guys sitting around drinking gin and juice and talking about getting laid and getting drunk. And that's primarily and, and getting high. And that's primarily what the the a lot of the West Coast sound that was coming out by Dre and Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you're right, it's a very good assessment to say that country music was is like a, an examination of the past. Whereas hip hop, R and B, and and sort of the modern uh, a modern analogy to say it's. Like civilizations building on top of each other because you know the foundations that they frequently discuss, and you see this nowadays, especially when modern hip hop and R and B African American artists are like looking at people like Iggy Azalea uh, mm-hmm. and some white artists who appropriate the kind of music. There's like, well, you have to understand where we're kind of coming from with this, you know, and we're not just going from like rappers to like all the way to fucking you know NWA, EZ, and like stamping on like uh, explicit uh, advisory kind of you know, tickets, you know? So, uh, and then, and then we also have the cross pollinization with groups like, uh, well shit, uh, what's his butt, uh, Kid Rock, you know, who does do the country rap, uh, sort of like crossover, like yeah. heavy metal, uh, rap country hillbilly crossover shit, you know, and kind of sets a precedent there or, but with this one, yeah, there was, there was party, there was some chill out stoner vibe party music and gin and juice was kind of a big part of that. You were going to pass a blunt, 
put on this disc and we're gonna chill out and listen to it. There was not like screaming. There was not like yeah, cop uh, killing. Yeah, PE. Public Enemy was a big one about that. Well, and I think like Gin and Juice, whichever version you're listening to, at at its heart is about chilling out. Like being laid back and being not interfered with, like we're just gonna enjoy ourselves, and that's what mm-hmm. it's about. And like I can see that in country music, I can see that in right hip hop. Yeah. However, in the country version of this song, I feel like the the vibe, the tempo that they played it at was definitely not a chill vibe. There was still like more of a frenetic country energy underneath it. There was not like this old time, a little bit less of drinking in a field. Right. Yeah, but I definitely like. I'm not I, I, I can see that, but I also feel like I could have that on the background and I could be doing whatever. So sure, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I'm not like. But you're not going to be energized by it per se. Pulling off of a six foot glass bong, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Not doing that at all. Not our lawyer, Josh. Not, not at all. Um, no, there's no way this is glass. So. God. I wonder if I ever go up to like the uh, board if they will go sit and listen to all these previous podcasts. There's probably material in here that they could pull, pull out of. Well, I, kind of interesting. If that if they're okay, if, they, if they're looking for a reason to get rid of you, yeah. If they're just looking be examining to, my character, yeah. If they're just looking to have the bar that everyone has to cross, I think this whole generation is going to have some problems. Well, yeah, I, I don't think there's Dan Savage talks about a lot of people. Of picks. Yeah, there's not a lot of people who don't have embarrassing Facebook videos that mm-hmm. could true. throw a wrench into their wheels. Of their Are you saying this is embarrassing? I shouldn't be doing it. Well, I'm also saying it's a video, so I'm not sure if my word should be taken very well. Fair enough. I'll extrapolate from there. So yeah, stuff. Stuff. What else? Things. What else do you have to say about this? Uh, I hate gin. That's just a personal thing. I don't That's like, fair. I don't like gin. Um, it's like yeah, I mean there there are other fine. I don't think there's a lot of hip hop covers of country songs. It doesn't seem to go that way very often. But I have heard other country western covers of hip hop. Or I'd like to see a lot of hip hop covers of country songs. I think that I'm just enjoying that we're living in a strong age of covers, mainly because of YouTube, because people can just do something and put it up, and then it exists, and it can be seen a hundred times or fifteen million, depending on if it's good, and if somebody famous talks about it. Yeah. But there, there is a lot of re-examining, uh, reimagining music in different genres now, which is fun because as long as it's in four-four time, it fits anywhere. Right. Just sometimes it doesn't fit well. Sometimes it fits great. But as long as you know you keep the same beat going, you can make it work to anything. Mikey. Yes. I believe you're next with a tentpole double bill. Oh, I was just going to say one of my favorite covers is uh, Okay. Nikki Bloom and the Gramblers. You were on your phone, so I assume I was nope. going to segue into something else. I was going to. Because you were just. He just has an active social. You weren't engaged with us. Nikki Bloom and the Gramblers does what are called, they do, I think it's like called the van sessions. And so she will be driving. And her band will be in the back, and one of them have one of those, like, blow into it and play, like, little, like, mouth organ, like, things. And, like, another guy will be on, like, a little tiny, tiny guitar. So, and like, the kindergarten instrument sort of thing, like... Uh, sort of, like, Jimmy the Roots Fallon and Jimmy Fallon, yeah. yeah. But uh, she sings Material Girl. Uh, she sings I Won't Go For That by Holland Oates. And, oh, strangely enough, it works out, like, when she's driving around. It's kind of fun. And mm-hmm. I, I found out about it about two years ago. I'm like, these are... These are cute, and they kind of work out. So yeah. I don't mind. I like covers a lot too. I mean, they have to kind of fit in the context. But I think if they put a lot of, uh, like we said, postmodern jukebox, it's mm-hmm. becoming a popular thing now. Yeah, my favorite cover is still postmodern jukeboxes. Motown cover Nickelback <laughs> because they're good songs, and I didn't realize it until I heard them in Motown. Like somebody with a good voice and a soul singing the movie. I didn't realize you guys had extensive, such extensive opinions about covers. Well, you're playing video games and watching bad movies, and we're on YouTube. It's true. I am playing video games and watching bad movies. Yeah. 
Look at this. It's harder, to, it's, it's harder to double bill a video game, especially one that you dump a hundred hours into. Right. <laughs> I'm going to double bill Dragon Age Two with Candy Crush. Who has the time? Oh, I've had the time the last week. I've had the best time just playing a video game and not worrying about anything else. I'm going to get there. Because I got some birthday money, and I'm spending it on the Arkham games. Because Ooh. I make good life decisions. You played the Arkham games. I played them, but I want to own them and play them again. Oh. I want to play them without awkwardly having to ask if I can come over. I would highly recommend the Dragon Age games. I think you would enjoy them. I will come over and I will play Arkham with you, because all I know is somebody told me that it, even if you play Arkham as Batman and just, like, decide to jump around the city and fly. They're like, it's kind of the coolest thing. You're like, oh, yeah, they're great games. Yeah, imagine a, a video game controller where every button in the instruction manual is labeled, do Batman stuff. Yeah, and that's all I need. Yeah, they sort of perfect, perfected that uh, gameplay scheme where you yeah. just push a button and do things. Which I like. Mm-hmm. I like interactive movies with puzzles. The combat mechanics, eh. I think it's good enough so I can beat it. I don't have to look amazing. Let me mash. If I can mash and do cool stuff, that makes me happy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as for our next actual double bill. Oh, right. The point of the podcast. The tentpole. Our tentpole is going to be Going Clear. Going Clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the documentary about Scientology and Scientology. And then Religious, uh, the documentary that Bill Maher put out. Uh, Should we watch those in chronological order? I think it wouldn't be a bad idea, and I and I know that so religious, really religious, and then and then going, going clear, clear, which came out this past couple months, a couple ago. months ago, about a month or two ago. And Fantastic film, really interesting. Yeah, and I, I'm hearing great things about it. I have not yet seen it, but religious I did see, and uh, for Bill Maher haters, I I can only say that this is probably one of the few times I've seen something that he's done. Where he actually just kind of walks in and drops the whole, like, uh, antagonistic veneer and, like, just literally, like, asks questions and is polite about it, doesn't, like, act like a dick. And the only time he kind of, like, gets a little sneer-worthy is when people come up and, like, put their hands up and say, fuck you, Bill Maher. And he's well, like, I think anybody would react, like, you know, right. <laughs> react to that. Well, right. my reaction would be, who's Bill I'm not Bill I'm not Bill Maher. And he does, like I said, he does some snarky things. Especially, uh, I think, especially you'll enjoy when he visits the uh, Pray the Gay Away preacher. Who is... There are no fault enjoy who is Who is quite enjoyably, like, he's like, well, you know, I, I was gay for a little while, but as you can see, I have a wife, and, you know, it's just, it's great. And he's like, well, come on over here, Mr. Maher. I always give my congregation hugs. He's like, sure thing. Right. Check it out. Until next time, friends. This has been Double Bill. Double Bill, Double Bill. Comparing culture, it's Double Bill. Putting two things together, it's Double Bill. It's Double Bill.